Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt. Disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. The Maryland Soccerplex. This is the MLS UK Show. Yes, welcome along to episode four of the MLS UK Show. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what's coming up today. Let's get cracking, shall we? We look back at week three as last year's MLS Cup finally struggle again. We'll do an MLS fantasy team update. I made a few changes. I feel like it's not helped me whatsoever. And MLS, they meant to treat every club equally, right? Not according to the social media. We've been having a look at who they've been mentioning and retweeting. Mm, interesting. And we'll take a look to this weekend's schedule as well as MLS rolls into its fourth week. Let's get cracking with the MLS UK show. The MLS UK show. Wow. Nil pois for Seattle and Toronto still. What is happening? You, what is happening? You laugh at me with Orlando. We've got like a whole point more. Well done. Thanks. Well done, Orlando. Toronto, greatest team ever. Remember that? Uh, they'll pick up. They've just got other things to concentrate on. Yeah, we haven't. No. <laughs> we don't have that excuse. Um, I don't think there's any other place to start than the, the, the Montreal-Toronto game. This was um, a surprise, I think, despite yeah. Toronto's terrible start. Now, I do have to apologise to all Montreal fans, and I think you do as well, Elliot. I know what you're going to say. Because, well, last week, we may have written off the chances of two sides, one being uh, Real Salt Lake, who we'll chat about a little later on, and the other, Montreal Impact. Yeah. Um, I also criticised 
Remy Gard after two games mm-hmm. and said that he wasn't a good fit for Montreal, um, loosely based on the fact that he was one of the worst Premier League managers I've ever seen and still is. Um, but they got the result. Before we get into the game, though, the 401 derby. Now, we owe a little bit of an apology to fans who were having a go at us on Twitter saying, it's not the 401 derby, stop calling it that. No one calls it that. I'm really sorry. The only reason that I called it the 401 derby is because that's what the players called it! Before the game, they were interviewing all the players and they were like, yeah, the 401 derby is, it's all that matters. And then cut to the next player. Yep, 401 derby. This is the what? This is the fixture we look for. Yeah. This is the day we look for on the schedule. The 401 derby, the 401 derby, the 401 derby. I mentioned it on Twitter. Oh, what are you calling it the 401 derby for? Sorry. Well, I don't know what else we'd call it, really, because we can't call it the Canadian derby because obviously Vancouver involved. They, apparently it's the, the Canadia Classique. Uh, whatever. Canada Classique. Is that, uh, that'll be wrong as well. What's the? Uh, why am I bothering? Right, moving on. Uh, let's uh, sweep that under the carpet until the next play. <sighs> I'd take my jacket. I was, you know, a bit riled, riled up already. Jacket's coming off, guys. C- lot of credit to Montreal. They've they won. They won one nil. Montreal won a game. They got two more points than Orlando. Uh, <laughs> um, it, you know, this is a really good game. It was end to end for for a bit. Toronto obviously had the better of the uh, the end of it when they tried to get an equaliser. But Montreal held on, and Toronto now, two defeats, no goals. Mm. They're struggling. Not even a geo free kick. What's going on? Mm. Um, the actual goal itself, right? <laughs> we we watched this. Uh, we watched this together, and we both agreed on very very poor defending. Yeah, there there is a deflection, which to be fair does carry it past um, Bono, but. Like this, this comes from basically Piatti just driving forward, gets the ball, um, and he's just attacking. He's got one thing on his mind: he's going to take the ball from the halfway line, and he's going to go forward. Now, three Toronto defenders all tracking him, and we paused it, didn't we? Looking mm. at the replay, and they're all looking at the ball. You've got three Toronto defenders in a line, all looking at the ball, and then, of course, what happens? Pastor Vargas, what's it in? Vargas, Vargas left completely free too easy for Piatti to pick him out and it's 1-0 and it finished like that but this is the thing it's not just the result for for Montreal that that is impressive obviously we all expected a Toronto win I think it's the resilience because Toronto really came at them yeah you've got to give credit to the uh, Montreal defense I mean you know Fanny kept it tight I guess sorry uh the defender Fanny played his uh, he played very well uh Bush in goal you know protected (laughs) He protected Fanny if uh, if needs be. So all in all, it's a really good defensive performance. Um, you know, and even <laughs> what are you laughing at? Um, are you for real right now? And uh, you know, Altidore had it cleared off the line. You know, it was agonising. I thought that was in, and it got cleared off. But you know, great play from Montreal. As I said, Fanny, you know, he, he kept it tight, and and Bush protected him when needs be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know where to go from that. You, you know what? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> My first notes on this game was try and get Fanny and Bush into my defensive... Uh, Frailties. Defen- yeah. <laughs> but he played, he played really well, so credit to him. You know, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure, you know, Fanny will, uh, will play the next game and um, same with Bush. There was quite a lot of penetration towards the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop now. Yeah, um, I think in the battle of goalkeepers, Bush and Bono, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, watching this game. This is all I thought. I thought. Am I am I hearing this right? Is no one else seeing the jokes <laughs> in all these players' names? I didn't even think about it. It shows your dirty mind. <laughs> um, yeah, well done, Montreal. Uh, well, yeah, well done. Good win. Um, Do you know what? The, <laughs> this just sums up, sums us up. They haven't got a clue what they're talking about. <laughs> they're laughing at Bush and Fanny and Bono. Bono, yeah. <laughs> Um, Please listen on for the next fifty minutes if you uh, <laughs> if you think that it'll get better. It won't. Seriously, and I've you know I've said it, but Montreal, we did write them off. We looked and thought, oh, Toronto, if <laughs> one team you don't want to play after losing your first two games, and uh, they've won the game, and you know it was a yeah, it was a, a really good performance. But Toronto, you know, when we mentioned it, I, I put a tweet out saying um, it's nice of Toronto and Seattle to give someone else. A chance to get to the MLS Cup final this year. You know, I had people saying, oh, well, Toronto are concentrating on the Champions League, so they've got an excuse. So we'll have to then see when it gets uh, towards the the late spring summer months whether they can uh, push up the table. Mm. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about DC and Houston? Because I, I think we need to just we need to just get this out there. Yeah. What is that? And I say stadium. Okay, well, I'm not calling it a stadium. What was that? It's, you know, the Maryland Soccer Plex. I get the feeling that DC would have been told, right, well, the, you know, Audi Field isn't quite ready yet, but you can play a few home games at the uh, Maryland Soccer Plex. It's the local park. To me, that would be like, I'd be like, wow, all right, can we play the rest of the season there? That sounds really cool. No, no, it didn't look cool, did it? Behind the goal, uh, we know DC are moving to Audi Field in July, but what what is this? Behind the goal, it literally looks like... 60 people had turned up at the local park. No seats, no gates. Did you even need a ticket to get into that bit? I saw people walking their dogs in the background. And another thing, where's the giant shirt? Yeah. I thought RFK was tragic with the with like the giant shirt behind the goal. You know, well, let's talk about the game because, you know, we you put a uh, you were watching it weren't you on on Saturday. Yeah, the performances weren't um any better than the <laughs> the appearance of the Maryland Soccerplex. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. They didn't look very at home whatsoever. Um, Assad, what is going on? Uh, Assad tries to head back to the goalkeeper from 30 yards out with six or seven players between him and the goalkeeper. There was only one thing that was going to happen now. I don't know what was going through his mind. Um, inevitably, it was intercepted by Elise, um, and he's just lobbed the keeper casually. 1-0. And from that point on, I was thinking, what is going to happen here? Briant gives the ball away. Loose pass. Again to Elise. And this time he's uh, thinks, well, I've had, I've had my go. Gives it to Monotas. 2-0 Houston. I know. And I mean, DC went into the game. They made two changes. They dropped Ariola to the bench. I mean, he must have felt a right to hit at 2-0. <laughs> All right, that's, that's the only other one I've got this week. Is that it now? That's it now. Um... <laughs> But second half, you know, they did. They woke up DC. I don't know whether the snow um, distracted Houston in any way, but they, they certainly, you know, to get the equaliser, like we were saying before the game, 2-0, I, I don't have a mortgage, but if I did have a mortgage, I would have put it on Houston to win that game. Yeah. So, you know, credit to DC coming out and getting um, getting the equaliser in the 97th minute, 7th minute. But Mattox again. 
Mm. Scored again. Four minutes into the second half. I don't know what the what the team talk was, but it definitely should have been the team talk at the start. Um, they just started playing, and that, that seems like the le- the least technical term ever. But it's like they actually finally showed up. Um, Matic plays a one-two with Assad, who all of a sudden seems to know what he's doing with the football. <laughs> um, and a really nice finish, bends it around the keeper into the far corner. You must be. You must. There's a part of you, surely, that must be gloating right now. Because the first podcast, you said, why have why has Mattox been sold and Addy hadn't been? Oh, Henry, I'm glad you brought this up. And he's, he's you know, he's scoring goals now. So, you you know, Addy hasn't scored yet. How are Portland getting on? Exactly. So Portland, terrible up top. Because they've kept Fernando Addy, who I always say, he's going he's gonna to score goals, but he's useless. He's got... Absolutely nil composure. Matix came in for him when he was injured last season. Was great, and he's and he's proven what he can do. Um, what I like about this is Orlando scored against DC in the 95th minute to equalise, and that will have been like that will have hurt DC mm. a lot. DC bettered that 97th minute equaliser through Acosta. That is desperate when your goalkeeper gets sent up. But I mean, it was a good finish. It really was. And and credit to DC. I didn't not. For the first 45 minutes, I did not think they would get a pint. They've come away with a pint. Two pints on the board. It's a start. It is a start for them. Let's talk about RSL. This was... Um, I, I didn't see this game live, but when I saw the result, I was like, what? Has that actually mm. happened? Um, I saw that the, the RSL had gone 1-0 up, and I thought, oh, well, they did that did that against LAFC. That's, yeah. you know, that doesn't matter. Um, but Petke against his old club... Last week we spoke about Carlos Rivas. I got mm. I got a little bit angry. I'm sorry for what I said. Um, if you didn't hear this, basically I was explaining how Carlos Rivas, when he was at Orlando, could not hit a barn door. I've I've seen like rocket launches in Orlando that that have gone closer. Like he, honestly, he sends the ball into space every time he shoots. Um, and he he scored two on his debut for Red Bulls, which really, really annoyed me. But Carlos Rivas is back, everybody. <laughs> Carlos Rivas is back to being more of a hindrance than a help. Stupid, careless, just hauls down the RSL player in the box. It's not even discreet. Like, what is he doing? It's not. However, did you think it was a penalty or a free kick? Penalty. Because I, I think it was a free kick. Mm. It was right on the edge. And VAR, of course, VAR, who we've got to trust, said it was a penalty. So Anything guess, on the line, though, is yeah, in. Yeah, but I, I think it started outside and sort of kind of got dragged inside. So I would have given a free kick for that. Do you know what? I, I do kind of agree with you. The only reason that I didn't have an issue with it being a penalty is if, if you are um, brushing arms, making a little tiny bit of contact anywhere on the pitch, that's, that's fine. When you're actually then hauling somebody down, like you are grabbing them and forcing them to the floor, which is what started to happen only when they were inside the box. That's the only... I can see why this is a 50-50. But, you know, there's contact outside, obviously, but that happens all over the the field. Um, The the real foul only started inside the box, but I I can see your point. Well, um... But yeah, Carlos Rivas is back, everybody. <laughs> yes. And excitingly, my boy, Rusnak, he scored the penalty. Great penalty. Why, to... is, why is he your boy? Well, we have the same birthday. 
Is that it? That's it. I was researching uh, players before in uh, close season and found Russ Knight. I mean, he's, he's four years younger than me, but still, same birthday. So I'm I'm rooting for him this season. Great penalty. If you thought Henry's reasoning for supporting Atlanta was terrible, uh, now his favourite player in MLS is Rusnak because he's got the same birthday. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, what a pen, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. I'll tell like... you what, though, if the keeper saves that, he looks like a right Ariola. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we may have the same birthday, but he has a lot more composure than I do. So great penalty. 1-0. <laughs> and... I've seen you take a penalty. Yeah. I would have missed, like, uh, Price for Colorado did last week and then just the rebound, just gone, ah! Oh, he's gone over. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, the way I describe, if you haven't seen this penalty, the way I would describe it is, imagine you've gone for a kickabout with your mates, you're going to go play a bit of soccer, and you're just doing your lace-up, and, like, your mate goes, oh, give us the ball. It's the the sort of power and the way that it went is if you were literally just doing your lace-up and just stretched to just kick the ball. Like, that was it. There was no yeah. power no real like fizz on it or anything just just wandered its way in and actually keeper goes the wrong way yeah so great penalty and then like you said RSL we did this last week they went 1-0 up against LAFC mm. and then capitulated this week they stayed, they stayed really strong I mean fair play Ramondo in goal yeah what is he now 94 <laughs> he's 38 <laughs> uh, he made it in the team of the week unsurprisingly because he kept him in that game uh, not even BWP coming on could help uh, New York Red Bulls. And uh, two surprise results with RSL and, and Montreal winning. That's a really good result. Really important. After you get hammered at home, yeah. um, they were really lucky to have another home game straight afterwards. And they, they made it count against a New York side that we said had it pretty sorted. Strong at the back and, and great going forward. But they couldn't find a way. So well played RSL. Moving on. Should we do SKC? This... Uh, now, this is where you're gloating about Mattox right now. I'm kind of gloating about this game on the podcast last week. All right, I did say I think I thought there was going to be goals in the RSL game. That didn't quite happen. <laughs> but the other game I said there'd be goals in is SKC San Jose Earthquakes. 3-2, probably the the best game of the weekend. And um, a good win for Sporting KC. You know, it's two on the bounce now. So if if you're a betting betting man or woman... Goals in the Sporting KC matches from now on is where yeah. you should be looking. Always going to have goals. Um, Russell was was brought down for the first goal in the box. Now, we said last week, great addition, Johnny Russell. A uh, few people tweeted us as well um, after the game saying how brilliant he was and how happy they are with, with that acquisition. Um, yeah. And can I just say, a strong 8.2 for execution on the somersault. Incredible. Do you know what? I don't. I thought about this. I've never seen a player get fouled and do a full somersault. Yeah, and and it not look contrived. It looked. He made that look so genuine and so real. Like I yeah. genuinely think he was wiped out to that degree. I, I that he's off, gone all the way round. I knock off points because he didn't. St- he didn't get on his feet and stand with his arms yeah, didn't, out. Didn't land it. He kind of just fell on the floor. But yeah. Eight, you know, eight point two. Well played, uh, Johnny Russell, and well played Sanchez, who were uh, who scored the PK as well. His first goal. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Thirty, what is it? Thirty six appearances. Yeah, first goal from the penalty spot. <laughs> yeah. If anyone needs a hand, it was him. Yeah. Go on, lad, you take it. Um, now, Nick Lima given too much space. He crosses right. I've been practicing this. Kazashvili. Kazasvili. Um, this is the issue with, with Sporting KC. We've seen it in their game so far. They can score, 
But boy, can they also concede. Yes. Um, watching the goal, you know, it, it was disappointing. For that much space, like the left back, just he just wandered out. And then, you, you know, I'm not a pundit. I've never played professional football, but surely... Either one of your midfielders or your other centre half should cover. then yeah cover yeah. look and go. Actually, there's a guy there in acres of space. We're all playing him on side. Maybe I'll go over and just make sure he, that if he gets the ball, there's a bit of a tackle. He just left alone, and they were punished for it. Yeah, and it was Nick Lima as well. It's not like somebody who doesn't know how to cross a ball just given way too much space, just invited in. So that's one all. But but. Have you still got Zuzi in your fantasy I have, team? Yeah. I thought you had. Right. So when you've got a player that can finish like Zuzi can, uh, you know, known for his goals, known for his finishing, yeah. not. What more can you say? You know, it was a really good finish to make it 2 1. He does well, though, because he actually has, when he picks up the ball, he has so much to do. He's in a similar um, similar spot to where Nick Lima was um, for the for the earthquakes mm. goal. Um but he he cuts inside. He's given space, space, and more space. Just keeps going. He's just rifled it in the corner. That's such a good finish. It was. And then Gutierrez. Can we just talk about Gutierrez? Yes. What a start for him. He's their one of their designated players, mm. and he's just smashed it. First, is that what's that? Three and three and three. Three and three. That's what you need in MLS. You know, you, there's a lot of pressure put on these designated players, of course, because it's not just. Um, whereas in other leagues you, you put pressure on players that cost a lot of money, but you can buy a lot of players mm. that cost a lot of money. Designated players, you can't have a lot of them, so you need to pick wisely. And it looks like Sporting KC have found a real gem in Gutierrez. Yeah, uh, he made it made it 3-1. Low drive, outside the box, finds its way into the back of the net. But 3-1, SKC, nah. They're, yeah. they're, if they can afford to concede, they will. There had to be more. Let's talk about Wando. Wondo, 135th goal. What a legend. And he's only, what, 10 off Donovan's record now? Yeah. I, I'd fancy him to do that this season, I've got to say. Um, if he can keep himself fit, I know he's getting on. Mm. If he can keep himself fit, get the game time, there's no reason why he can't do that this season. And let's be honest, they need him to. They yeah. they, they need him to, to, to do that this season for their own, for the club rather than for him and his record. We've been talking about SKC's uh, fantastic start in terms of entertainment. San Jose Earthquakes are now scored six, conceded yeah. six in their first two games. So this was a perfect game for goals. We got it. And yeah, we'll, we're rooting for Wando. We'll do some sort of, I'm sure, like uh, Wando countdown until he gets to Donovan's record, which is funny because actually San Jose play Club Leon in a friendly this weekend. So they'll be up against each other, which is funny because, of course, San Jose play Club Leon in a friendly this uh, this weekend where they'll be up against each other. So, oh, maybe Donovan could give him some tips. I mean, the guy scored 135 goals already. <laughs> I think I, he's all right. Yeah, he's fine. But maybe, uh, you know, Donovan will, I don't know, maybe a late tackle or two to try and preserve his record. <laughs> or he could always come back to MLS, you know. Wondo will, will 100% get to that record. And I'll tell you why. Look at Nick Raimondo. 94 and still, <laughs> still playing. Like, even if Wando scores one goal a season for the next 11 years, he'll still be younger. That's, that is true, yeah. That is true. Uh, let's look at look at some, some other games elsewhere. Shall we start with Atlanta? Yeah, my boys smashed it again. I mean... You've got to be happy with that. Yeah, 4-1. We were saying last week that, you know, it, we expected it to be a lot closer than the DC game. It turns out it wasn't. It did help with Kamara not playing. This is the thing. No Kamara and also... 
Vancouver down to 10 early on, I don't feel like you've been tested yet. No. I don't want I don't want to be that guy like don't get me wrong playing playing really well but I don't feel like you've been tested yet. No, I agree and I think if Atlanta are going to do anything this season it will come from the home farm and mm. you know against teams like with respect to Vancouver they're a good team and DC United those sort of teams Atlanta are going to smash them at home. You know, there'll be the odd game where they may lose or whatever, but they will smash them. Coming up, they've got LAFC to play. That's, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that game. I can't wait. As a neutral, yeah. I say neutral, come on LAFC. I can't <laughs> wait to see that. You know, and that that's going to be a test at home and that'll be the games where Atlanta need to, you know, obviously the game against Houston was disappointing, but they need to pick up points on the road. Naturally, they'll pick up points at home against those sort of teams and then it's the the teams in farm it's the big teams that's who Atlanta are going to be against this season you know and that's going to sort out their season but two things on Atlanta for me before we move on um great great win however Martinez scores a hat trick okay the guy no one can deny no one listening to this will be like oh he's not that good he's brilliant yeah the guy's brilliant he's got such good composure and this is what we're talking about with Fernando Addy if Fernando Addy had found himself for um, Martinez's second goal if Addy would have found himself clean through on the keeper he's not burying that I'm sorry he's not No, Martinez is, is a cut above the rest when it comes to composure um, up there with Villa I'm yeah. going to say um, in that particular situation on a one-on-one scores a hat-trick now he's got to work on his celebrations if he couldn't score that many goals let's come on Sort the celebrations out, please. Yeah, but when you score that many goals, you can only think of so many celebrations. Mm, Unless you do the same one every week like Alan Shearer used to do. You know, Martinez just stands there. He's like, and what? Scored again. I remember once Mario Balotelli said he never celebrates because it's what is expected of him. He's a striker. Same with Martinez. You know, hat trick. I'm just doing my job. (laughs) Um, Spike Dudley with the assist on his third goal. (laughs) Yeah, first wrestling reference in the uh, MLS UK show. I've not watched wrestling in about 15, 20 years, but uh, Spike Dudley, Andrew Carlton with his first MLS assist. Great cross, to be fair. Got to sort his hair out. Well, he's a young lad. He's got time. You know, David Beckham had, uh, what, curtains, did he, at one point? Yeah. So I feel like the Atlanta defence could be improved with, with his brother Bubba Ray. <laughs> St- stick him in. Devon. Um, but VAR using this game again I mean no arguments you know Waston you can't you can't do that don't do that and the funniest thing about that you know what happened was he does the sarcastic clapping which we'll discuss when we talk about Dempsey getting Mm. sent off but he then sends him off and he's like what what me yeah what sorry what have I you've just knocked him to the floor it was a sending off yeah I want to talk about this Seattle and Clint Dempsey game because this is exactly the same thing. When when you are sent off and there's no VAR, or if you plead innocent, the only people you're trying to fool are the ref and the, the fans in the stadium because everybody at home has already seen it and then everyone in the stadium when they get home is going to see it and you're going to look like a, an idiot. Yeah. Um, so now there's VAR and the referee can see the incident literally 10, 20 seconds later. I don't understand why there's protests. Like, Waston literally could not believe. It's like he couldn't believe that he'd been sent off for that. We've all just seen what you've done. And the same with Dempsey. Uh, Seattle were already 1-0 down in this game, okay? They go away to Dallas, and they concede, they concede a goal. 
Barrios, buckets of pace, does really well, gets forward. Um, I love how direct he was, plays the ball across goal, and it's a tap-in for Lamar. Yeah. And the celebration is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lamar getting all his teammates behind him, doing the old rowing boat. Class. Excellent. Okay. Martinez, take note. Um, but Clint Dempsey then gets himself sent off for what looks like, it's difficult to see, but it looks like an elbow either to the, you know, or the, the, the lower stomach. Yeah. Now, you can't do that. No. You can't do anything with your arms. We see players get... Um, booked for jumping up for headers with their elbows. You can't do it. So when the ball is nowhere near, you're never going to get away with it. Everything's on camera. Everything can be seen on VAR. Dempsey's, Dempsey's sent off. You you agree on the sending off? I do. Uh, it was... You, yeah, you can't go elbowing people. I'm sorry, but you can't do it. I, I actually tweeted when I saw this. I couldn't believe... I couldn't believe, A, that he'd done that. Because his team's 1-0 down. They've had a terrible start to the season, losing at home to, to LAFC. This was their chance to, to go and, and take the game to Dallas and get some points on the board. He gets himself sent off for something so stupid. And after the review, the referee goes and watches it. Yeah, The referee sees exactly what we see, probably plus three or four extra angles. And Dempsey, his reaction when he's sent off, is a, a laughing and sarcastic clap. You can't. What does he think? What's happened? Does he think someone's quickly edited it to make it look wrong? Yeah. We've all just seen what you've done. You're an experienced player. You've just signed a new contract to stay at Seattle. Now they wanted you for that role. They wanted him to play that experienced role. He chips in with goals. He brings assists to the team as well. And he's a leader. It's a leadership role. You can't go doing that. No. The the foul was ridiculous, and the reaction was just unacceptable. If I was uh, if I was Brian Schmetzer right now, I'd be so annoyed. Mm. I'd be so annoyed because the second game they had a man sent off last week. Yep. So that's two in two now. They've had man sent off. You as you said, the most experienced player. You're one nil down. He's the man they pay. Just like they play, like last week we spoke about uh, Schweinsteiger for mm. Chicago. Yep. We were losing. He grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and said, yep. "Guys, I'll deal with this. You get in the right positions." And then they were they went three to up, but then lost. This is what they pay Dempsey to do, mm. and he's just. I'd be really annoyed if I was a Sounders fan. I'd be so annoyed at him because after that, he just. That was it. It killed the game. Dallas second half took the goals really well, and he just controlled the game. Sounders were really disappointing because we were saying, uh, you know, when we were looking, I think it was on Friday when we were mm. speaking to each other, we were like, yeah, big weekend for Sounders. They're out of the Champions League, so this is their chance now to move forward. 3 0 against Dallas. Dallas, are they going to be one of the dark horses this season? I, I, I really enjoyed this game. I hope so. I yeah. think they played brilliantly. Um, unfortunately, the, the second goal for, for Dallas comes from. Just poor play. Neagle for Seattle gives it away. Nobody seems bothered. No Seattle player looks bothered. They look tired. They look lethargic. Nobody cares enough to track back, put themselves in front of the ball, try and block it. No one's chasing. Um, Lamar plays in Maxi Ruti. Too much space. Pick, he just picks his spot. It looks like a brilliant goal. And it's a good finish. But he has so much time. No one's near him. You know, if you present players of that calibre with that much time and space, they're going to hurt you. Dallas are going to be a force. The third goal is exactly the same. It's terrible defending. It's really, really bad. They just play their way through. Yeah. They literally just play their way through. 
And as we saw in the RSL game, Dallas's first game of the season, like uh, on Sunday, they're creating chances. Mm. And I know they only scored one against RSL, but that that's what you... You know, if, if Lamar can, can score some goals for them, they'll always create chances. They've proved that in the first two games. I, you know, it's a great start for them. Four points from the two games. I'm sure they'd take it. Probably have wanted to beat RSL, but they'll take uh, the two, you know, two games as it is. And I guess for Se- Seattle now, they've got no game this week. It's a chance to regroup. They're out of the Champions League. They just need a bit of a rest because you said they look lethargic. I know mm. they've had a lot of traveling, so time to rest. And then they've got to get back at it. You know, the week after. But even big players, Torres, for example. At the back, he's the one you look into. If you're struggling at the back, if a team's coming towards you, I don't care, and you, you shouldn't encourage this, but even if you just take a yellow, stop the attack. Mm. You're away from home, you're already struggling, you're not going to go and score three or four goals. Stop them from getting a second and a third. Take the foul. He didn't even get close. None of them did. They didn't get close enough to even make a tackle or, or, or bring someone down. And that was that was what will, will really disappoint Schmetzer on top of Clint Dempsey's ridiculous sending off. Um, moving on, speaking of disappointments, your boys lost at New York City. Yeah, um, like we say, you know, don't want this podcast to, to sort of be about Orlando and Atlanta all the time. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave that there. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> What was that first goal, man? You was you were 62nd minute. I was watching it. I was thinking, you know what? New York are coming into the game a bit, but Orlando, they can hit them on the break or they can get a nil-nil. Mm. And it just... I'm not even an Orlando fan, and I was disappointed for you watching it, thinking, I, oh, you've just you've just wasted that now. Can I, have, can I have your opinion on this? There's no point me keep defending Orlando or, or whatever. I expected us to get nothing from the game I would have been happy with the with the draw from from the, the offset um as I keep saying starting lineup still not there yet still waiting for for players to come back terrible place to go and try and get a result against a great team by yeah. the way not you know difficult pitch yes but a, a really good side um they didn't have via which gave us a chance I thought Christ set the team up very well because he, he went a bit more defensive am I am I am I being a bit sort of deluded I think they aside from the mistake which or two mistakes that, that cost us the goals I think that was much better from Orlando especially that that first like you say first hour well I think it was only better because yeah you, you're not facing Minnesota or DC at home you were facing New York City who are a lot of people's picks to win the MLS Cup this year mm. Um to stifle them like you did and it wasn't as if they were having loads of chances I know Wallace you know hit the post in the first half but it was a quiet game it was you were just waiting for something to click and, and I feel like that's what that's what we wanted yeah we weren't it. looking to go and play you'd have set you know uh, Christ would have set them up thinking let's you know they've got creative players let's make sure they, they don't have chances to be creative and it was working it was working really well I had a bet on two goals or more, so I was very like annoyed <laughs> watching it. But, um, you know, it, it is frustrating, and I'm sure for Orlando fans, when you get to that position and then, you know, your ton's back pass. I don't blame Bendik in this. I blame your ton. Yeah, Yoshi. Because that back pass was, I don't know. I, I'm sure in that position, you, in your mind, you've got two thoughts. You've got, right, I need to get it to the goalkeeper, put enough pace on it so that I'm, I don't look stupid and it, like, like a sad mm. for DC. Yeah, yeah. 
he's just belted it at him. He's got to, like, Bendik's got to control it, and, he, you know, he, he just panics. The thing and... is, if no one's around him, that's fine, because he's got, he can take the touch yeah. and then and then distribute the ball. But, yeah, he had to take it first time, and, yeah, it's, it was poor. But I, I was I was encouraged. It sounds a bizarre thing to say, but, you know, with with starters still to come back, yeah. um, it was good to see Colmag on the pitch, uh, Sané as well. Yeah. Um, we've got a break this week, which is great because it gives us another week to try and get Dwyer fit, um, try and get Colmar 100%, Sané 100% um, to start at the back. Yeah, disappointing to lose, you know, to lose 2-0, but I don't want to be too deluded, but I feel like, I feel like progress was made. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You've got players to come back, and when after the break, you've got two home games. So things can get better for Orlando. I was just really disappointed watching this game for you. You know, I know I know you're at the bar, and the, you did have chances, but then, you know, Clestering gives it away, and it's, it's two mistakes, and it must be so frustrating mm-hmm. for the manager. You set the team up, it's working, two mistakes, you lose the game 2-0. Yeah, I win some money, so not bothered. Minnesota, Chicago, another win for Minnesota. And, you know, after week one, we were saying, Minnesota, we don't know if you're going to do well this season. We can't see it. They've gone and won two games in a row. Do you know what? Genuinely, fair play. Because, like we say, they, they've they added, quality-wise, on paper, nothing. And, you know, I, d- I don't want to be... They have added, but they've not added in the way that um, Atlanta have added Nagby or... Atlanta, uh, sorry, uh, Orlando have added question. They've not, they've not gone right. We need to improve on last year. We're going to go out and we're going to spend this. We're going to get a new designated player. We're going to, we're going to bring in some mm. real proven MLS quality. They've not done that, but they seem to have really consolidated. They seem to know exactly how they're going to play. Heath's got them playing how he wants to. He's doing well, and uh, it, it is Minnesota. They did concede the most goals in MLS last season, so they will concede goals. However, if they're going to score more goals than the opposition, like they've done the last two weeks, it's going to be successful. So, Molino's injured. That is a big, big loss for them. Mm, out for the whole season. Yeah. People like Ibsen need to turn up now, and he's got his goal, so he's done that. Yep. Well done to Minnesota. Surprising early dart from the Loons. Yep. And uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Schweinsteiger and Mrs. Schweinsteiger as well. The reason why I'm playing because he's uh, he's become a dad. So, shout out. Congratulations, Chicago! Need you back next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. But uh, can you come back, please? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I am not happy. I'm livid. We didn't do this podcast to have nil nils. We are on a mission to spread the word in the UK as to how brilliant MLS is, how entertaining it is, how many goals there are. If I wanted a nil nil, I'd watch Man U Liverpool. Watch Man U park the bus. Yawn. <sighs> We spoke to Tyler last week, who was a Columbus fan, and we were praising Columbus, saying, what a game, Montreal, 3-2, brilliant, this is what MLS is all about. Not this. We are not here for nil-nils. I'm, I'm not happy. Do you know what my notes say for this game? Boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. With uh, with the, the goals that Columbus have been scoring, I'm really surprised that, that they weren't able to break through. Not happy. Let's not make a habit of this, please. No, I mean, give credit to Philadelphia. That's two games, not conceded a goal. But, nil-nil! I would rather you draw 1-1, Philadelphia. (laughs) Yeah, if we're going to hand out a point each, at least just let each other score. Yawn. Disappointing. We'll let you off this week, but this this is a note to anyone else in the league. Any other team, 
any more nil nils, and we will be clamping down on it. There will be forfeits. Even if every time that club gets a mention in the podcast that week, we shout, boring! There will be consequences. So we'll let this one slide. But as of next week, no more nil-nils, please. Thank you. I'm saying we don't let it slide. We make an example of Philly. We make an example of the crew. Well, what do you I'm disgusted. Any mention of those two from now on in this podcast, pfft. You get a boring? Yep. Okay, deal. Let's do it. Philadelphia haven't conceded yet. Boring! MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Uh, just put my holiday. Oh, yeah? Yep. Orlando again? Nope. Oh, where are you going? It is in, uh, it is in America. Yeah? Going somewhere a bit more, a uh, bit further left than Orlando. Oh, okay. I must admit, my uh, American geography isn't great. Give you a clue, it's in Ohio. Columbus. Boring! Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. I'm a bit uh, a bit peckish. You know, it's, it's lunchtime we're recording Ooh. this. You do want a cheesesteak? Yeah, a Philadelphia cheesesteak. Boring! <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to happen for the rest of the podcast. I hope you learn your lesson. People are praying there's no more mentions. <laughs> MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Right, so you've made me aware of uh, a little bit of favouritism going on. And this is really... We need to talk about this. Yeah, there was a, a an article in The Guardian, a, a newspaper here in the UK, Graham Rufin. I think you pronounce his name. Shout out to Graham. Yep, he wrote the article and he's based on Adam Smith, a guy who's on Twitter, who uh, did some research into basically who MLS are promoting on their Twitter account. Now, as we know, MLS, uh, they pride themselves in saying all teams are equal. Everyone starts on the same, uh, you know, even money and, and whatever. Yeah, this is the thing with, with MLS. A big selling point when I talk to people about it is that you know, you do get that, you know, Toronto are bottom of the league, Seattle are bottom of the league, having been the finalist last year. It flips around so much because it's an even, pretty much an even um, playing field in terms of um, rosters. So you can only have a certain amount of internationals. Uh, you can only spend so much with the salary cap. Everybody's kind of on the same level. Whereas here in the UK, you've got Man City, Man United, Chelsea spending fortunes and Bournemouth. Yeah, well, in the Premier League, you can kind of expect that the Premier League's Twitter account will, they will sort of mention the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, City more because they've got to sell the product. Um, You know, they've got to sell the product. It's not all done in-house. Here in the UK, Sky Sports and BT have everything. So they've got to sell it, you know, to a market. However, MLS, I don't think they've, they have the same, you know, it's all done in-house, even everything down to contracts with the players, it's all done in-house. So you would expect that they would be, well, they wouldn't favour anyone. They'd be more equal in who they're promoting, really. Not the case. Tell me more. Now, I told you about this uh, the other day mm. and asked you to write down your predictions for who would get the most tweets out of uh, the MLS teams. So yeah. you've, you've kind of... You broke it down, what, into three or four groups? Yeah, so th- there's... It's difficult to, to take a look. You've got to imagine 
you know, I follow at MLS on Twitter, um, but, you know, you don't see every single tweet. So you're just judging by the, the, th- the things that you've seen. But I immediately wrote down the the top five or six that I believed they would mention the most. And I wrote down a load that I thought, nah, they, they never mention they never mention these. Kind of, let's say, the, the more unglamorous clubs. Yeah. Um, so ones that I, I said, I, I know they mention loads, um, before I looked at any of the stats, are Atlanta, New York City, Toronto, LAFC. Yeah. These are, these are the, and, and maybe Seattle as well. These are the ones that that always seem to be on my timeline because MLS have done something, whether it's a uh, an in, like a, a straight tweet or or a retweet. Um, and and similarly, I predicted your Colorados, your San Jose's, um, Real Salt Lakes to be to be bottom of the pile. And in a lot of them, I think I was right, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, you did. You you basically you yeah you're right you did get quite a few right however there was a few that surprised us really so this is what uh, Adam Smith has come up with and this is between January first and the start of a season so March third so in two months uh, sixty days let's say LAFC were first you can expect that they're a new team they've got to be promoted you know it's exciting so I'd expect that they had sixty posts. From the from MLS or retweets, so this is whether MLS at MLS has mentioned them or whether they've retweeted them. So sixty, so that's about one a day. Mm-hmm. Second was Atlanta with fifty two. FC Dallas was third with forty seven. That really surprises me. Yeah, and then Toronto were fourth. Uh, MLS Cup holders on forty forty five posts. If you look down towards the bottom. The Portland Timbers were bottom with just 19 posts. I can't believe that. It doesn't seem right. New England Revolution 21 joint with Columbus Crew on 21 and then Montreal 22. Now, if they don't post as much as other teams, then that's fine. You can't retweet something that's Mm. not there. The thing I have a problem with with this is MLS, as we've said, are meant to be equal. They're meant to treat everyone the same. So why? Forget LAFC for a minute. They're a new team. So Atlanta with 52 have got more than twice the mentions and retweets than six other teams. And there's more than twice. And I'm prepared to bet Minnesota one of those as well. Well, n- surprisingly, Minnesota are 14th. They're quite high up with 28. So nearly twice as many. But no, but the point being, if Atlanta are second... Minnesota joined the league at the same time. If we're giving them a free pass for to promote LAFC because they're new, yeah, then they should be getting Atlanta and Minnesota. You're right; they're the same. It, you know, there's there's differences obviously with the stadiums or whatever, but they are they they started on the same level playing field. So why is MLS promoting other clubs more, the more fashionable ones, let's say, more than others? surely it's not fair and we've even now got conspiracy theories from save the crew saying that well columbus are uh, are 21st because mls clearly wants the club to move to texas so we're not mentioning them as much now i'm i we've already pinned our flag to the mast of save the crew so we do support it however you know whether that's true or not i'm sure somebody at mls does know but they would never tell us 
What do you think about this? I I'm really surprised. I always assumed that I I noticed that that they mentioned more. Um, they mentioned certain teams more, but I always assumed it was because I maybe took an interest. I was blaming myself for this, so I, I'm I'm really relieved that this has come out because I was thinking, oh, it's really bad. I, I don't seem to take any notice of you know Colorado or you know Minnesota or whatever. I need you know I need to swat up on it, and actually it turns out that the actual league itself are not deliver are not evenly distributing you know promotion online for these clubs anyway so actually i won't be the only one no you're right and a, a good point that uh, graham makes in the article is that the the league they control the message of mls they control what people mm. see of mls whether it's certain clubs whether it's certain players whether it's certain matches or whatever they control it the the teams have their own control over their own accounts but mls really controls on everything so if you're a New England Revolution fan or Portland Timbers fan and you're at the bottom of this little table, Portland Timbers, 19 mentions in 60 days, you're going to think, well, why, are they, why is MLS not promoting us? Why is MLS not saying to the rest of the world, look at the Portland Timbers, they're a cool team, they chop a log when they, they score, it's quite <laughs> interesting. You know, why? And it's not as if... With respect to other teams that don't get, let's use for argument's sake, let's use Orlando who haven't made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You could you could say, well, maybe all right, Orlando don't make the playoffs, so they'll be lower down. Orlando are in tenth, Timbers make the playoffs, they're in bottom place. Don't make sense. Is there any correlation between attendance? Do we think? Um, potentially, that's why you'd look at Atlanta United being first out of the rest, other than LAFC. But then you look at. I don't know. You'd, New York Red Bulls are quite high, I guess, but I don't. It you know. There's another graph which is which show that I found last night, which shows um, last season, the entirety of last season, and and the way that um, in the same way teams were mentioned by MLS or retweeted by MLS, and from the word go, Minnesota are way, way, way below Atlanta. Now mm. these two teams were both brand new. They both signed the same deal to come into the same league. And Atlanta were, even before a ball was kicked, being mentioned more than Minnesota. Yes, they went and had an amazing, amazing season. Really entertaining. Everybody wanted to watch Atlanta. They broke attendance records. Really impressive. Okay, But from day one, before that even happened, before the stadium opened, before Martinez kicked off the first match, they were already being favoritised by MLS. And I, I want someone to explain this. I want someone to explain why. Not not just a conspiracy theory or, well, it'll be because I want an actual answer from, from the league as to why, when people are paying millions and millions and millions to join this league, why is that not being reciprocated? You know, MLS has a lot of power. If you're going to charge teams millions to join, at least then market them the same. Yeah, and you you could argue, well, Atlanta, naturally, with more fans uh, that go into the stadium, will get more retweets than the majority of other teams. If they mention them, that's fine. However, part of the pull of the MLS, part of the reason we're doing this podcast, is that we love the league because any team, we've seen this weekend, RSL lose 5-1 to LAFC, then come back and beat New York Red Bulls the week after in the Champions League semi-finals. 
anyone can beat anyone because it's on a level playing field and any team can go like LA Galaxy can finish near the bottom if they finish first in the Western Conference this season no one's going to bat an eyelid and that's why we love it so why is this not being uh, replicated on MLS's official Twitter account this is not just some guy who's gone oh well Atlanta get more people tweet about them this is he's had a look at the actual account mm. the verified account and even though my team is second I don't think it's fair because it's, if, it is annoying, isn't it? Yeah, they, because we're, we're one thing to to finish on this is that we're really conscious of mentioning everybody, and yeah. we joke about Atlanta and Orlando because they're our clubs. But in all seriousness, I don't feel like we've delved into as much detail with Atlanta and Orlando today as as we have with Montreal or Toronto or Seattle or Dallas. Um, we try and be try and be really fair. MLS aren't doing that. <laughs> no, and it, especially for a league that is growing, and it's growing at an alarming rate, yeah. you know, pace. It's really expanding. It's growing. It's brilliant to to watch, especially here in the UK. Like national newspapers, like the Guardian, are doing articles about this. So that is a progression. But if I was a, I don't know, if I was a Montreal fan, uh, if I was Montreal Impact or a Montreal fan, I'm down in twentieth place. Twenty two mentions across those two months, which is half the amount of four other teams on this list. I'm going to be looking and thinking there are, there are people out there who are just watching the MLS for the first time, and they'll be thinking, "I need a team to support." And as we've discovered with me supporting Atlanta because I visited the airport once, it will be on the loosest thing possible. It may be on the colour of the kit. It may be because, I know, Drogba once played for him. It could be about anything. And they're not getting any... The MLS aren't supporting them. So how are they going to then expand? How are they going to sell more shirts? If, they, if, you know, if there's 19 other teams in the league that are getting mentioned more than Montreal. Who's in, uh, who's in 15th? DC United, Philadelphia Union. Boring! Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. We need to note at this point that when we mention Columbus, because... Because the reason I mentioned Columbus was because save the crew. We didn't want to go boring and annoy a lot of yeah. people. So we mentioned Columbus before. Boring. And they can get an extra one because we didn't say it. Boring. <laughs> can we move on now? Yes, please. Okay, let's do fantasy. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. How are you feeling? Not good. I've had an absolute nightmare. Have you really? Well, in the in both MLS and the Premier League fantasy teams that we do, I forgot to update them. <laughs> the Premier League, because of the FA Cup, had quite a few teams not playing. I didn't update it. Everyone else in the league had Mo Salah, who scored four goals, <laughs> and it, that meant everyone else got at least 60, and I got about 20. So I'm not happy with that. And with this one... I only got 31 points this week. Oh, see, I got 39. I thought I'd had a bad week. I'll be honest with you. I'm not just saying that. I thought, I'm not happy with this. The average was apparently 52. Ugh. So I got 39. And I was thinking, oh, it's poor that. Really poor. And I'd left play. I had David Vera as my captain who didn't even play. So I thought, I've dropped points there. Dropped opportunities. Um, Bendik and Miram, my two from Orlando, not done me any favours. Um really poor from them however all my points came from uh, Almiron 
Good old Miggy. Uh, ben Sweat. Sasha Kleschen, surprisingly, got quite a few. Uh, and uh, Manotas, who I brought in for Kai Kamara. This is my saving grace. I took Kamara out, put Manotas in. Kamara didn't play. Manotas scored. Boom. Well done. Uh, for my my 31 points came from, uh, of course, Zussi got me 10. <laughs> Great finish. Thank goodness for him. Goal machine. Yep. Elsewhere, uh, Gonzalez Perez got me 7 randomly. Um, but other than that, it was just twos and ones. Beckerman got me four. Yeah, who wasn't great. The fact I had Moutinho, Blessing, uh, Ola Kamara, Cal- you know, Carlos Vea, all didn't play. Wasn't great. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, how's the league looking? Uh, well, the league is looking... Um, I'll put it this way. I've got 133 points. I'm 97 behind uh, John Colby's mates, who's top. So well Ooh, done to... Already 100 off the top spot. Yeah, well done to Garcia, who's... Uh, that's his surname. It only shows surnames, Yeah, it's doesn't weird, it? isn't it? Uh, Hewitt, Houston's Millions. Uh, he's repping it for the Hewitt boys, so he's second, so I'm rooting for him. And dare I ask where I am? Uh, you're in 10th place. Ooh. I'm in 13th, so not too bad. However, I do think that is because there's quite a lot of... Uh, people who have joined the league after week one. So if everyone <laughs> no, don't ruin it. <laughs> if, if everyone were to join it from week one, then I'd, I'd be probably bottom. But I will. I'll, I'll have to change it this week. Gotta get stuck in. Yeah. Um, let's take a look. Speaking of this week, let's find out who is playing who in round four of MLS 2018. This week in MLS, what are we saying? What's the big attraction this week? I think it's got to be New England versus New York City uh, Saturday. 5.30 here in the UK. Can New York City make it four out of four? I'm saying easy. Yeah, you've got to fancy him. Brad Friedel, uh, he got his first win against Colorado, but I think they're going to be very much uh, a hit-and-miss team at the start of the season. They're at home, no. They beat Colorado at home, so I don't know. I think they they could win. However, I just see New York City as a team where... They're winning games without playing amazing football, free-flowing football. They're doing what they need to do. They did it against Orlando, they did it against LA Galaxy, and they did it against SKC. I can see this being another 2-0 New York City. Yeah, Vieira knows knows what he's doing. He's grinding out results. And also, uh, Tannenholm and Villa will be back as well. So, full-strength side for NYC. Good luck. Uh, FC Dallas-Portland Timbers. This is on Sky Sports here in the UK. Half seven on Saturday. Portland have got to win this, haven't they? I'm really. I think this will be a really good game. Just as in, the interest is in this one. Great performance from Dallas against Seattle. Portland are so so desperate for a result. I, I'm looking forward to watching this. What's your prediction? Annoyingly, I think it'll be a draw. I actually want Dallas to win. I think they played really well the other night. Uh, but annoyingly, I think it'll be a draw. I think with the way Portland have conceded goals so far. Dallas really impressed me on Sunday. I could see this being another three now. Wow. Yep. Also, Sky Sports this weekend on Saturday, 10pm, here in the UK, Columbus Crew... Boring! Looking to actually score this week against DC United, who will be playing in an actual stadium this week. Mm. Columbus, seven points from three games. I think they'll make it ten. I think they'll get a win. Three all. Three all. They've well, got some making up to do. <laughs> they do, yeah. Uh, Mattox, do you think he can make it three out of three? I wouldn't be surprised. I'd, I I can see him scoring, but um, Columbus, 
Columbus aren't going to fail to score two weeks in a row. No. Uh, New York Red Bulls, Minnesota United. Mm. Now, this is suddenly interesting because Minnesota... Uh, if you'd have asked me in week one, right, this game would come up, I'd be like, oh, 5-0 New York Red Bulls. <laughs> but Minnesota won the last two. You know, they've 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 carved out the results. They've had individual players who have played well. And as I said earlier, they can see the most goals last season. They could do it again, but they could score more than the opposition. That's what they've done already. New York Red Bulls, great start. Beat Portland 4-0. Lost to RSL. I think... Back home, back at the Red Bulls Arena, I, I see a Red Bulls. This win. is this is a home win. Yeah, uh, Colorado Rapids Sporting Kansas City. So what we're we saying? What six all this one? <laughs> SKC. Um, SKC have got this. We know they can outscore an opponent. So even if Colorado do manage to um, mount a bit of a challenge, and even if Colorado go and score two, three, even SKC can outscore them, and they've got a lot more than Colorado could handle in their back line. Well, I'm going for a 5-4 win, SKC. (laughs) Uh, I'm going 3-1, SKC. Uh, Last but certainly not least, Vancouver Whitecaps, who are looking to get back to winning ways after losing to Atlanta United, which, of course, is no shame on that. Just saying. Uh, Listen to it. They face LA Galaxy. Final game. This is a Sunday at 3am here in the UK. (sighs) going to be a late one how do you see this game going because we've mentioned LA Galaxy they won the first game they lost the second game mm. can they go to Vancouver and get a win it's the same for both teams really they both need to get back to winning ways had a good start I don't think we've seen enough from each side to, to make a decision and I also don't think we've seen everything that both sides have got to offer it's diff- really difficult to call this one and as with, I... with Ola Kamara up front you've always got a chance yeah you're right Okay, enjoy this week's games. Uh, we'll try and watch as much as we can. Some of these timings are just brutal. Yeah, and I promise, if there's any name of any player that I can get into a pun, like Fanny, like Bush, like Bono, like Ariola, then I will try and do it for next week. If you've got any of your own, please tweet us at MLS UK Show. Yep, ever the professional. Um, if you want, if you do want to tweet us at MLS UK Show, I'm at Elliot Holman, and he is annoyingly at Henry underscore underscore Hewitt. You haven't changed that yet. No, not changed it. If uh, I think at Henry Hewitt and at Henry underscore Hewitt have been taken, so feel free to tweet them. Not with anything to do with MLS, just to tell them to sort it out. I'm the real Henry Hewitt, and I deserve those tags. You're not verified. Oh, don't even stop. Not even verified on Twitter. See you next week. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.